listening to death by dvd and i am your host harry scat sullivan i'm linnea and i like death by dvd it's a statement on this episode we are going to be discussing the 40th anniversary re-release of john carpenter's the thing as well as the statement the legendary master of horror Mick Garris made about the 40th anniversary re-release of John Carpenter's The Thing by Fathom Events. So to start off, I think the most important thing that we can do here is discuss these two topics. One of them seems pretty easy. Fathom Events. They take movies and they put them in theaters for re-releases. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Alien, stuff like that. Well... The 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing has come along, and they decided that for two dates, the 19th and the 22nd of June, they were going to put it back into theaters. As of now, it's the 20th of June, and they certainly have put it into theaters. I saw it, many other people saw it. One of those people was Mick Garris, or as I like to call him, Mickey with the good hair. And before we go any further, I would just like to stress, I like Mick Garris. In fact, I think he's a rather beautiful person. And everything that he has had to say about the Thing 40th Anniversary re-released Fathom event, I completely agree with. And that projects us onward to, what did Mick Garris say about the Thing? I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but we'll go over it. Mick Garris, 23 hours ago. I just got back from seeing John Carpenter's masterpiece at the Fathom Events 40th Anniversary screening at the Universal CityWalk AMC, and I will never see a Fathom event again, and I recommend that you avoid them like the plague. And at this point, Mickey with the good hair explains the aspect ratio that the movie was shot and what we are being shown at the Fathom Events, which cuts off a third of the movie. The picture was soft focus, the resolution, and the digital image was out of registration, so all objects were rimmed in red and white on one side and blue on the other. Absolutely true, felt like I had gone to a 3D movie and didn't have my anaglyph glasses. Also, all movement all the way through the movie stuttered, like trying to watch Netflix with a really bad Wi-Fi signal, fathom events, and the theaters that run them should be ashamed of themselves and the outrageously low-quality programs they run. This could have been an amazing time revisiting one of the classics on the big screen and share it with an enthusiastic audience. The power of Carpenter's genius movie carried us through, but I remain disgusted by this ripoff. I full-heartedly agree, and, and to be honest, 
when I saw this post from Mick Garris, I felt a bit of relief. It, 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 it's not a refund, but I really did feel, okay, well, it wasn't just me. When I got to the theater, we walked in. I was about 20 minutes early. I was really excited for this. I've been looking forward to it for a really long time. My mom went with me. She was really excited for it. It's The Thing. It's John Carpenter's 1982 The Thing, one of the greatest movies, there's no argument here, of all fucking time. Only an insane person wouldn't be thrilled to have this experience. So 20 minutes early, we get there, and the title card, The Thing, you've got the stars in the background, the very first scene of the movie where you get to see the spaceship shuttling through space and then landing on the Earth. It's paused. In the right-hand corner, there's a giant pause symbol. It's like they had the DVD and it was just paused on a giant projector, which might not be very far off from the truth. And I'm not talking about the Blu-ray, I'm talking about the original DVD that also has the greatest commentary of all time, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell just getting kinda lit together talking about the thing. But the thing itself, the movie, is in 4K Ultra HD. It's been restored, there's magnificent versions of this that look like you are in the same room freezing with every character. So I'm with absolutely everything Mickey with the good hair has had to say, and, and I was really annoyed with it. As the movie had begun, I turned to my mom and was like, what the fuck is this? The aspect ratio is fucked, what's going on here? And I was, I was just sitting fiddling the entire time. I don't know how much I actually enjoyed myself as to being lost in my own head, really annoyed, just like, well, this isn't right, look at this, this is a problem, what are they doing here? And I think that's justifiable. I think the feelings that not, not just myself, I'm sure many, many other people, Mick Garris obviously included, felt while experiencing this movie. You really had your heart, even though I've seen it a million times, my heart set on seeing it big, loud, blown up, and proud, and that's really the way that a movie like this needs to be seen. The, the thing is definitely a theatrical experience motion picture. And I've seen so many comments, I've seen blog posts, I've seen a lot of people just saying, well yeah, it's better off to watch it at home. And I guess to an extent I can agree with that, and here's the reason and, and why I wanted to do this little piece. This isn't going to be long, this isn't a full episode. Something happened at my screening. I saw it at 7 o'clock yesterday, the 19th of June, 2022. And the experience, what, what happened, what I witnessed, changed everything for me. And it was maybe an hour after I had gotten home that I finally saw Mick's post. And when the movie had ended, I sat alone in the theater, because I always like to watch the credits, and I had this ruminating in my head that I might have not had a great experience, but I was not the only person in the theater. I like to sit in the back row. So there I am sitting in the back row when a guy comes in with his son. And it, you know, just regular guy bringing in his son, maybe nine, ten years old. They sit down and, and they're talking about horror movies. I can overhear the kid talking about, well, is this going to be scarier than Night of the Living Dead? And I'm assuming we're talking about the original 68 Romero movie, but hey, maybe he saw the Savini one. His dad's, you know, nodding, just talking to him. They had a friend show up, another dad with his kid. About the same age, 9, 10 years old. They sit down and they start talking. Eventually the movie starts and, 
I, I, I mean, I'm not eavesdropping, but we're all in the back row. I can hear what they're talking about. These kids have a general interest in horror. They like The Walking Dead. Of course, they love Daryl Dixon. They're sitting there talking about Norman Reedus. I'm eating my popcorn, just wishing they would kind of fuck off because I hate children. Ah, it's not just children. I don't really like anybody, but I wanted to be in the back row alone to watch the thing, and it was grinding my gears a little bit. Movie starts, and the story kind of changes from here on. These kids... Doesn't matter what the aspect ratio. Doesn't matter that the sound was a little off. Doesn't matter that it looked like you showed up to this movie and it was 3D and you didn't have your anaglyph glasses. They ate up every single bit of it. The dog cage scene comes along and one of them is literally holding onto their seat and you couldn't help but look over at them and see them react and see them emote to this 40 year old motion picture. Practical effects. And I'm looking over there at the kid like, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, Stan Winston. That's the great Stan Winston right there. And it's such a terrifying sequence. Clark shows up and he doesn't know what to do. McCready hits the fire alarm and is yelling that they gotta get the flamethrower. I mean, you are at the top peak of horror right here. It, it is magnificent. It is marvelous. It is all emotion. It's just fucking perfect. Out of focus. Shitty resolution. Soundtrack's a little off. I'm sitting there going, God damn it, this, this is terrible. This is ruining my experience, but just to seat away, these kids were having the time of their life. I'm telling you, when winter comes around and snow starts falling, the parents of these kids are going to completely regret having taken them to see John Carpenter's The Thing 40th anniversary re-release through Fathom Events. And they didn't give a shit that it was out of focus or blurry. They were afraid. They were frightened. They, they were clinging to the story and the characters and following it just as it was made to be seen. So, I was, I was pretty annoyed with the experience. I, I really didn't feel I got my money's worth and I felt there was a lot of disrespect to this movie, this piece of art that I, I think is triumphant, man. I, I argue with me, you're wrong. You, you're welcome to argue with me, but you'll always be wrong if you have anything to say about the thing other than it's fucking amazing, it's perfect, it's five stars. So looking at what Mick Garris had to say, I, I completely agree, and I want to touch upon this again. These aren't words of war. This isn't spicy. This isn't... I have to disagree. I felt what Mick Garris had to say was absolutely apt and perfect, but I wanted to add perhaps an addendum, my own two, three, or even four cents to the subject. The genius of John Carpenter absolutely is that no matter what, you can still watch the movie and enjoy it, no matter how low the quality is. But to, to even expound on that and to dig deeper, the genius is, no matter how fucking bad it is, people don't always know it. People don't always know what they're looking at. There's a great deal of the audience out there that I think 
perhaps saw this movie for the very first time of all different ages, and it terrified them and made them feel the same way we all felt the very first time we saw John Carpenter's The Thing. And, you know, I, I wasn't there in 1982. I didn't get to see it in theaters. For me, this was my first theatrical experience. I was really, really looking forward to being blown away. And at the end of the day, what really did something for me, of course, seeing this magnificent motion picture on the big screen, blurry or not, wrong aspect ratio or not, it still was a pleasure. But these kids, they changed the whole thing for me, just thinking and, and reflecting back to when I first encountered movies like this and the love, the passion that it has given me and has been so fulfilling for, for my life up to this point. My absolute adoration of motion pictures and specifically the horror ones. I feel uh, a problematic thing is so many of us hold John Carpenter's The Thing deep in our hearts. We really regard it with a great deal of passion because it, it's done a lot for us. It, it's, it's a movie that always terrifies. It always fulfills. It's much more than just sitting down and watching the movie. The Thing is an experience, and Fathom Events needed to treat it that way. I, I again, no, I've said this a few times, I agree with everything that Mick said. This isn't the first time that I've seen a Fathom Events that was not handled well. I don't think, aside from we're just going to put old movies back into theater, they don't care. It probably is a DVD that's just being played. I reflected on it. I thought about it in the theater. I came home. I read Mickey with the good hair statement, and I, I let the night go on with thought, and I really wanted to come here, uh, take this little venue, Death by DVD, to just bring up my, my perspective and my point of view with it. This theatrical release was incredibly flawed, and it, it, it could have been a huge, big, beautiful thing. But there are just some people out there that don't know the difference, and I, I think, regardless, this was a great thing to happen. I'm not trying to give any attributes to Fathom Events. I'm not trying to talk them up at all, because they do suck at what they do. But just seeing a new audience right next to me get affected by this movie and know that they're going to go home and they're going to talk about it and it's going to be something stuck in their mind. They're going to play in the backyard that they're fucking McCready and Childs. I don't know if that's true. I'm, I'm pushing it here. But you, you get the idea. You get my gist. Bad things happen, but I like to try and force and push to see the good within the bad, and I, I was taken aback. And the enjoyment that these children had leaving the theater, I think that really fulfilled me. It let me know, well, this is immortal. John Carpenter's work is forever. That's the genius of John Carpenter. It's just going to be around forever. It's always terrifying. It's always, always perfect. Well, except Ghost to Mars, but... We won't talk about that. Uh, and, and the James Woods one, but uh, yeah, well, we don't have to talk about that either. John Carpenter is forever, the thing is forever. Fathom events, shame on you. Shame on you, but I... I God, I don't know if Mick Garris will ever hear something like this. But even just trying to speak directly to Mick for a minute, Mickey with the good hair, what you said is incredibly powerful and in... One of the most important things about the statement is the lack of care that Fathom Events in general had for this, this movie and the experience that could have been given to the audience, people that paid money to, to take time out of their day to celebrate this art.
I think Mick Garris is is ultimately always an incredibly thoughtful person, beautifully spoken, a beautiful artist all around. They're just a beautiful person. But if I can offer anything, Mick, just let my experience kind of resonate for a second. Yes, it was all pretty, pretty bad, and I fully agree with you. But somewhere, two ten-year-olds had an absolute blast and will probably be John Carpenter fans for the rest of their lives. So, there is good with the bad, and for me, just that experience, that was pretty good. I really got joy out of that. I probably enjoyed seeing them scream. And that was wild. I mean, it wasn't a packed theater by any means, but hearing kids scream, like, yeah! <laughs> fucking terrifying, isn't it? If I hadn't seen it 60 times, I'd be screaming too. They specifically screamed when Doc gets his hands bitten off by the abdomen creature. That's Rob Bottin, beautiful Rob Bottin. I believe he was like 19 years old when he did that. 19, 20, just a baby. Devastating, mind-blowing special effects. In fact, Mick Garris is really attached to this movie more than just being a fan. He did most of the behind-the-scenes, went up to Alaska and Canada and shot those. The uh, All the featurettes that you can find on this movie, the making of the thing, I believe that all is Mick Garris. So when he speaks on this, it's not just, I had a bad time. No, there is something learned that's coming from Mick Garris, as there always is. And I appreciate the sentiment, I appreciate the statement. I'm pretty fed up with Fathom Events. But that's really all I had to say here. I just wanted to take a few minutes and capitalize on what Mick Garris had to say. But I felt my experience was interesting. Interesting enough to bring it on to Death by DVD. Because if you have the same thoughts, if you're out there and you're feeling a little gypped over the experience, maybe this will alleviate that still an hour and 40 some odd minutes of your time that you were really expecting to see something that you didn't see. I can't apologize for that, and by no means am I going to try and apologize for Fathom Events, because fuck them. But regardless of the aspect ratio, some people did out there enjoy it. It might not have been us, but we gotta have some consideration for that audience and be thankful for them. They're out there seeing the thing 40 years later no matter how bad it looks and taking their kids to it. A whole new generation of horror fans that are embarking on probably the most grotesque and horrifying adventure you could ever go on by watching 1982's The Thing.
This has been a micro episode of Death by DVD. You've been listening to Dirty Harry Sullivan. No matter what way you watch the thing, it's still pretty good. Pretty. Pretty. Pretty good. The ashtray is full and the bottle is empty. Thank you for listening and I will be back sometime soon. recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Portions of today's programming have been mechanically reproduced. and the staff wish you a pleasant good night and good morning. Sentinel Remix by Linus Fitness Center. Find them and follow them on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Instagram today.
fucking kidding.